Yes, hello and welcome along to The Score here on Lisburn's 98FM and Bangor FM. Now, there has been a lot of interest in recent weeks in German football, naturally, because it's pretty much the only football we can get our hands on. But did you know that someone who used to be on this programme regularly as a presenter is now working for a German football club? The person I'm referring to is on the line now. He is, of course, Johnny Walsh, the international social media manager for Cologne. Johnny, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Michael. It's great to, to hear from you again, even though I am listening from abroad. It's uh, still something else to be back on the show. It's great to have you back on. I mean, it, it feels like only yesterday that you left us, but how long have you been over there now? It's around 18, 19 months, I think, wow. which is very, very scary at the same time. You know, the it was December 2018 when I first came over and then the score finished the month before, so... To say that it's 18, 19 months already is quite scary to, to see how quickly the time's gone in. Now, we're going to be, of course, speaking about the return to football, German football playing behind closed doors and all of that. So anybody wondering what that's like from a club to operate, for players to play on, well, that discussion's coming up. But uh, I, I'm interested in how you've settled in, because obviously you were able to converse, you were able to speak German anyway, so that must have been a big help when you made the move. It definitely was, you know, I'd learned uh, German in school for uh, six years, I think it was, and Mrs. McMullen, wonderful teacher, and I could never say a bad thing about her, but... Give your old you school know, a mention, Johnny. Uh, Bambridge Academy. Good man. Uh, wonderful school. Uh, no, it was just, uh, you know, you have sayings where in class you're told, uh, how do you say, put your pencil in the right corner of the desk or whatever, and then you come come to Germany and you never get asked to do that so it's almost learning the language again in a different way and the first month month and a half was pretty tough but after that everything sort of started coming back and uh, got into the swing of things and now i only really speak uh, speak english with uh, my family back at home which is quite strange because um yeah especially when you're here and you're trying to do something as well as speak with your family you're almost doing Speaking to your mum in German and then speaking to the Germans in English, and it gets a wee bit confused at times. <laughs> Do you dream in English or German now? Uh, both. Quite a few people have asked me that, actually, and it definitely is both. Wow. That's quite interesting in itself, isn't it? Yeah, I also think in both languages as well. I don't know why. It's I don't know when it comes to working, whatever. I, obviously, it is German, but even doing different bits and pieces throughout the day, you're sort of speaking, not speaking literally to yourself, but uh, going over things in your head in German. And I don't know, uh, I guess that's part of being so immersed in the language, obviously living here, but I don't know. I don't think however long I will be here, hopefully quite a long time, I will never, ever lose my accent. So, Well, yes, that's a big thing that I was going to say. You, you never had a broad Northern Irish accent, Johnny, but you certainly haven't lost uh, the sound of home to your voice when you speak English. Uh, unlike some managers who, after a very brief stint abroad, sound very different. Yeah, I think, uh, well, well, not name names from, from home, but maybe Joey Barton or someone <laughs> could maybe give me a few tips on how to, to make my English a little more uh, German English. Oh, amazing. Um, and I imagine settling into the role, I mean, international social media manager... What all does that entail for anybody who's wondering? It's a, it's a grand title. It sounds very fancy and gives me an awful lot of pressure for someone who doesn't do very much. Uh, no, it's, I don't know, I just look after the, the Twitter and the Facebook for the English channels and um, then write all the website articles too. But, um, 
yeah, it's an awful lot more than that. It's going in, uh, preparing the match day graphics as well. I don't really work alone, so to speak. We all work as part of a team, so German and English together. So I'm doing different parts and different bits and pieces in German uh, as well as in English because um, everyone just sort of mucks in and helps out, especially on match day. Um, everyone's there for each other, and that's probably the best thing about the job. Obviously, getting to go and watch football or when we were allowed to go and watch uh, football all those years ago. Um, it was that was obviously the best part of the job but uh from the people i work with i can't say a bad thing about them they are so nice they're like a second family to me they've welcomed me in they've helped me move in uh get accustomed to life here and i'm really really thankful to to them and the club for doing everything that they have done for me from that perspective it must be a bit of a pinch yourself opportunity when it arose for you to be able to go and contribute in the way that you do um, to German football, being such a massive fan of it um, for many years. I mean, now the content that you're producing for the website is relied on by some of the game's best-known commentators, potentially the people that uh, are the voices to our match day experience as we now watch German football. Yeah, it's, um, you know, because we are the first league back, there is that added pressure and we have been trying to do as much content as we can. And obviously there's been increased media interest from, from USA, UK, especially. Um, so it's almost been getting to see that side of things as well, trying to help organize interviews and whatever has been really, really interesting. Um, yeah, it, it is something where you sort of go, this doesn't really happen to, to many people. And, you know, there's not many clubs in Germany that have this sort of position. Um, perhaps in Germany itself, perhaps abroad. I know Bayern have offices in New York and that's probably where the guys there work from. But to actually be in the city and, you know, to experience everything firsthand every week, week in, week out, it's, um, yeah, it's something that I'll never get bored of, never get sick of. And I'm just, you know, very, very thankful that um, FC give me the job. Well, now that a few more people in Northern Ireland realise that there's a, a local link to Cologne, maybe that'll help them answer the question they were asking themselves last weekend, which is, who the heck are we going to support? Yeah, uh, we've had the weird and the wonderful links to um, Cologne, be it uh, great-great-grandfathers, great-great-grannies. Uh, someone had a dad who was over here for a day for work, and that's done it for them. We obviously have Hennes the goat who is uh, more popular than most people at the club and most players. Uh, I think uh, when people think of Cologne, they obviously think of the players and the team, obviously. But uh, then you get Hennes and you're sort of going, he's a superstar in his own right. Yeah, well, I mean, he has pride of place, doesn't he now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, unfortunately, he can't get to the games either. So he's in the same boat as, uh, boat as most of us. But... Uh, there is a live stream of him uh, in his... No, there's not. There is indeed. We have a live stream of Hannah's for every game, and uh, you can uh, watch Hannah's uh, be part of the action. Not really be part of the action, but uh, Hannah's has his little jacket on, and you can uh, watch him live from a stall in the zoo. This is brilliant. This is a bit like Paul the Octopus or something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's good for Hannah's that he doesn't have to predict some of our... Uh, games and whatever because uh, I think uh, some of those might be a bit tough for him but uh, yeah I mean what can you say uh, it's it's an amazing club, it's an amazing city and the fact that uh, a goat is so well known just adds to the fact that it's uh, just superb. Well 
let's look at your first game back, shall we? A 2 all draw against Mainz, and it all started so well. You were 2-0 up, and then, unfortunately, from your perspective, threw it away. Yeah, well, it was, um, I think, for, for being the first game back, um, we were all pretty satisfied. I mean, it was uh, one of those ones where it was great to go 2-0 up. To, to lose that two-goal lead wasn't ideal, but I think overall you could really have asked any anything more uh, from the players. Um, Marcus Gistol was saying after the game that you know the five substitutes were absolutely necessary, and that's not something that you can uh, put enough weight on because you know we have players who top the running statistics uh, one and two: Jonas Hector and Elias Gieri, um week in week out, and you know for those guys to be tired after ninety minutes. Um, says something about how long the break has been and how long the guys have been without that competitive level. And, uh, yeah, I think for the first game back, I mean, for anyone watching at home, it was certainly interesting. And, uh, yeah, we got our first penalty in 37 Bundesliga games, um, which was something in itself. Three-year wait. Well, thank goodness. Um, Ut converted it then, really. No pressure. Yeah, he, he has been on a real run of form. Five goals and four assists in uh, eight games since he... Uh, Came on loan from Schalke, obviously, he is from here and uh, was part of the youth academy before he went to Holland, Hoffenheim, and then Schalke. So it's um, really good to have him back. Um, and yeah, his form has been just absolutely incredible. Obviously, a lot of pressure on everybody trying to get back. I'm sure it's been a very busy time for everybody. Can you paint a picture for our listeners? What has gone in? to allowing games behind closed doors to take place in Germany. How big of an effort has it been? It's been an effort from from absolutely everyone. And, you know, obviously we would all rather have games with fans. That's what everyone said from the very start. But to have actually got to the stage where games are back on, I think people, you know, in the middle of what is a worldwide crisis, people, you know, need to give a little bit of credit to, to the people who have actually managed to put together a concept that, has enabled games to actually take place. It is quite incredible when you do think about it and how much, you know, not just from the planning side, but the medical side as well, the tests and uh, everything on that side. It really is incredible. You know, there's only 100 people or less uh, allowed on the pitch and the, you know, the area surrounding the pitch, 115 in the stands and then just over 100 outside the stadium. So, you know, when you're looking at, I don't know the Allianz Arena in Bayern or for us at the Rhein Energy Stadion. It's, you know, quite a Coliseum almost sort of feel when you see uh, these big open stands with, I don't know, maybe four, five, six people dotted across them. It's uh, it's hard for us, obviously. We can't get to the games. Um, there's only 10 written press, uh, three photographers. So everything in that sense has been um, very, very limited. It's not like we can say oh, we'd rather have fans back and not and still be going to the games ourselves. We can't get to them, unfortunately, either. So uh, it's just one of those things. But, you know, the players have been exemplary in the way that they've um, held themselves. They've been putting in an awful lot of hard work um, off the pitch for the past two months. And up until, I don't know, I think it was two or three weeks ago, they announced when we were returning to have to work for that long without a goal in your head for five, six weeks. It sounds stupid because they're footballers and they get paid for it, but to not know whether or not that we were going to continue the season or not, I think it was a big relief for everyone because there is over 50,000 jobs attached to um, to the Bundesliga 
because of the different sectors, catering, hotels, everything in that sense. So I don't think you can really underestimate how important it was to get it back. Obviously, we would rather have the fans there, but it's just an incredible effort from from everyone involved to get it back on. And I think one of the things people noticed when they were watching is that if you were a substitute, you did have to social distance as well. People maybe weren't expecting that. Um, can you shed light on why that is done? You know, I guess the the reason people question it is because they train together and they'll ultimately end up playing together. Yeah, I think, you know, we're almost learning as we go. So we weren't really sure how that was then going to be, uh, be with the substitutes and whatever, because we had initially thought that they would also be on the bench or at least on the the inner concourse, if you want to call it that, of the, um, the pitch. But uh, as far as I know, the, the rules and regulations for trying to keep the mask off in terms of the coaches who obviously have to give their instructions to the players, the bench have their masks on, um, the rules only apply in this sense or the exception is only made to those players on the pitch. Um, to allow them to obviously play without masks and come into physical contact. So um, as far as I'm aware, that's where that comes from. I mean, it was tough enough sitting in the office uh, with two people last week, uh, socially distancing with a tape measure between us, uh, wearing a mask and watching the game last week. So I think some of those suggestions of the players having to wear masks or that they should wear masks are, uh, yeah, a little bit misguided, shall we say. It's obviously uh, such a, a crazy situation, everyone doing their very best to adapt to it, and there's going to be little irregularities. I know that fans in Germany, understandably, fans anywhere missing out on the stadium experience are going to be upset, and the, the, the Bundesliga Ultras, for anybody that isn't familiar, are incredibly passionate at the best of times. It wouldn't be strange in Germany to see them protesting against their own club owners or anything that they thought flew in the face of tradition or the culture of their club. And at the moment, the thing taking the brunt of it is the ghost games. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we would all rather rather be in the stadium. And, you know, no matter how much, you know, we are all footballing purists at the end of the day. And we love football because it is football. We love football for those big four or five hour drives across the country to watch a team and back and, you know, leaving at six o'clock in the morning, not getting back until 10 o'clock at night or whatever and spending the entire day with our friends. You know, so long as the fans aren't in the stadium, it won't be the same. And that's something that, you know, I think everyone has sort of recognized from the start. From that point of view, you can't really understand where they're coming from. Interesting seeing how some of the fans have reacted. There was a, a banner reading, well, translated as football will survive, your business is sick. That was hung at the Augsburg game. Um, the Greuther Firth uh, fans uh, before their game against Hamburg had a, a sign up on the gate saying ghost games as a symbol, no football without fans. But I think the best one might have actually been the Cologne fans. He just dumped a sofa that had painted writing on it outside your ground um, with the words on it. Stadium instead of sofa against ghost games. Yeah, I mean, they're entitled to their protest, but I think when you look at it and you look at the fact that it's so many jobs, you know, not just people look at the 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 people at the club. Obviously, you know, it's good for us when the teams play because we can then do our job. Um, you know, we were furloughed as well. Um, it's It's just one of those things where it's, not easy to to find the right balance and I think that you know it is one of those times where 
nothing is normal. You know, you're not allowed to meet up with your friends and even have a drink at the pub and watch the game. It's, you know, it's, it's we are in a, a global pandemic at the moment. And I think it's, you know, one of those things where if we can finish this season, then great. It's an incredible achievement to get the season finished. And then obviously, hopefully next season, fans will be allowed back in the games. It's just one of those things. Unfortunately, we're all having to go shopping with masks at the moment. And, you know, nothing is the way it normally was. And we're just all going to look forward to the, the day when we can all get back into the stadium. The Rhein-Energy Stadion's full of 50,000 fans and we can get back and enjoy football as um, from that point of view with the fans uh, there again as it was. And with all this going on, I'm sure it does make it feel like you're a wee bit further away from home because you, you don't even have the company of people where you are. Yeah, I mean, we've tried to socially distance and meet up to to play a game or two of table tennis. But, I mean, for the first month or so, I could count them out with people that I actually, not even close contact, but proper social distancing contact had on one hand. I think it's probably one of the best things that, that we've done here is everyone has taken it so, so seriously and done their best to... Um, to try and stem the flow, if that's the right way of even saying it, of of the virus. I think Cologne is around 2,400 so uh, cases. So I think for a city of, of 1 million people, everyone here has really held themselves to the rules quite well. And even before that, the, the masks were brought in, there was an awful lot of people already wearing masks to the supermarket, wearing masks and public transport and whatever. And yeah, I mean... We can't really speak for, for anywhere else in Germany, but I think the, the people of Cologne have done an incredible job of holding the, themselves to the rules. And it's obviously not easy. The weather, I think it's rained three or four times in the past two months. So the weather has been absolutely exceptional as well. It's it's just been one of those things. And hopefully, you know, as things die out with the virus, then uh, we can start to uh, loosen uh, the measures that are in place. We've already had them loosened a little bit otherwise we wouldn't be playing Bundesliga football at the moment but it's just uh, nice to even look outside and see the sunshine and you know go for your your walk a day and uh, enjoy the park well I think you can hear the birds in the background so I'm guessing it's nice enough weather at the moment as well yeah it's 25 26 degrees thankfully uh, you can't hear the fan at the moment uh, if I didn't have that fan uh, things would be very, very difficult. Uh, it's it's so so warm over here. I must say it's it's not like the heat at home, where twenty degrees is sort of the heat where you go. I think I'll stay in the shade today. It yeah. has to get up to about thirty here before you get to that level. It was forty last summer, and I was very, very close to saying this isn't for me anymore. But um, thankfully, then it rained the day after, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah, it's strange that, you know, you go to a country where people don't automatically think, oh, great, it's wall-to-wall sunshine, but the weather in Cologne is very, very good, I must say. And, you know, there's a lot of people here probably wouldn't see it that way, but in comparison to home, there is an awful lot more sunshine. And, you know, the parks are so dusty at the minute that you're almost going like, you know, a wee night of rain wouldn't do any harm. <laughs> you can try explain that to your uh, German friends. I'm not sure they'll agree with you. No, I've tried and failed many, many times. I mean, we went to a game last year where it snowed and then got called off for, for snow, and I was like, why aren't we playing on? I've, <laughs> I've seen worse and I've played in worse, worse pitches myself before, and everyone like, yeah, but it's like 
three, four inches of snow, and I was like, well, bring it on. Class. <laughs> I'm all for it. But unfortunately not. Yeah, I mean... Let's just think back to those great days at Windsor Park, Johnny, where torrential rain made us think we were definitely going to win. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I, I still find that so incredibly funny that, uh, especially maybe looking, maybe from more of an outsider's point of view now, mm. where um, we sort of go, you know what, it's really windy today. They're not used to being absolutely <laughs> today. They don't know what that is. They have no weather there. Like, <laughs> Like Norway probably have worse weather than us, but that'll do. All right, we'll we'll take any confidence booster we get. It's you know one of those things. I wasn't meant to be going to Bosnia for the playoff, um, but it was obviously coming home. Fingers crossed. Had we won, um, yeah, it's just a shame to to see how things have gone in that sense as well. Because I think it would have been really nice for for Michael to finish off with uh, that final flourish. It wasn't unfortunately to be, uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Still sad to see him go. Yeah, most certainly uh, the case. I think Northern Ireland fans still trying to get over it, um, as indeed you've reflected well there. Just finally, Cologne, you're 10th in the league at the moment, sandwiched between Hoffenheim and Hertha Berlin. Um, small matter of a derby on Sunday. Really looking forward to that. I mean, our derby is uh, Gladbach, but this one is a derby as well because of, uh, obviously, between beer, ice hockey, football, and just the two cities close nature to each other. Uh, Cologne and Dusseldorf don't really get on that well, so uh, very much looking forward to that. Would have obviously have been great fans in the stadium. Obviously, that isn't the case, and yeah, going to be watching in the office, uh, perhaps with a pizza, and uh, taking the game in from there. It won't be the same, but uh, then again, what it is at the moment? Really looking forward to that one, though. It should be. I think players from both sides have said, you know, it's a shame that the fans won't be there, but. You know we're going to be treating this as the derby that it is, and we're going to be given absolutely 100%. So there's no need to worry about that. So very interested to see how it all pans out. I think maybe out of sheer boredom and the lack of matches to commentate on, I have found myself researching games that I'm about to watch to try and appreciate them better. And what I find quite interesting about this particular derby is that you go back through the years, and at one point there was maybe a religious element to it with Cologne's linked to Rome historically, and Dusseldorf maybe being a bit more secular, whereas now, who has the better beer might just be the biggest talking point. Yeah, I mean, Alt versus um, Kirsch, uh, Invermalarn will definitely say that it is uh, Alt. Uh, I don't drink beer, but um, because of where I am, it's definitely Kirsch, so uh, no one's going to talk me out of that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always nice to have that sort of close rivalry. We're we're quite blessed this season, I think, in our county or state, whatever way you want to put it. We have eight or nine games this season, so it's it's been nice to have that sort of close element where you don't have a massive away trip, although the away trips are fun. You're going to somewhere, and then you know you always know someone from Dortmund or Schalke or. I don't know, one of the other clubs that are in the area and you can almost have the dragon rights over them even though it isn't the, the rivalry that uh, a Gladbach is. Well, it's been fantastic catching up with you, Johnny. Um, best of luck to everybody at FSA for the, the rest of the season and uh, you look after yourself. Thank you very much, Michael. Same to you too. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing us qualify for Euro 2021 and going on to, to win the Euros. Oh, See, still got that confidence, folks. You have to love it.